Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's that time once again, ladies and gentlemen. It is a Monday showdown here on The Joe Show. Joe, Charlie, you're going to go head-to-head, and I may throw in a few things as we go but you guys will debate the following issues and there we have a lot of issues are you ready what will it take for you to start calling him nelly i'm not going to do it his name is charlie you started calling falsy falsy no i called him lounge lizard <laughs> that's a good point you called him that i'm trying to i'll give you that one I all mean, right i'm ready you, you know first of all you want to go to mr p on city limits city yep. limits is city limits mr p all right, yeah, I've, I'm starting to scale back yeah. on Mr. P. City limits, you're right. All I right, like, Bob, you I ready, like Nelly? Are you ready? Here okay. we go with our number one topic on this showdown, and it will be about the Penguins and their power play. What do you do, Charlie? What do you do? They not Yesterday was the exact microcosm of this entire season. Power play not only fails to score in critical times, which could have put that game away. Crosby did score. He's the only guy is scoring right now. Malkin's in a horrendous slump, two goals in 18 games. Um, they need more, and they're getting less from those guys. But the power play had chances to put that game away, could not score, and then at the end they gave up the game-winning goal, shorthanded of all things. What do they do? How do they change it? How does it move forward? In, in their defense, the Los Angeles Kings have the best penalty kill in the entire league. And I no think excuse. They're, they're second in shorthanded goals, which you're right, it is no excuse, but – with their struggles, it's kind of you kind of could have seen that coming with their struggles on the power play playing the Los Angeles Kings. I think Todd Reardon has to change something. He's the guy who coaches the Penguins power play. I know when the Devils had Mark Recchi as their power play coach, they were terrible. They let him go. They brought in Andrew Brunette, and they had the number one power play for a while. And now they have Travis Green. It all happens with the coach and. How but doesn't it, it take the players to buy into whatever the coaches say? I can't believe coaches would tell them to continue to go around the perimeter and not do things well, that Yarmy Yager suggested in the booth. Here's the problem. Malkin. Borky called it right during the game last night. The first power play was good. And it was it because seemed of like one it was a good shot was, from long no, range. No, no, no. No, no, no. They were all around the net. They were all around the net and they were shooting the puck. And then the one late in the second period and Borky called it out right away was Gino trying to thread the needle is the term that he used with a pass. They go the other way. That power play loses momentum. And then ultimately your power play loses you the game. Not only is it not winning games, now it's been twice. And I forget the first time, wasn't it? When they got scored on 
they were on a five on three against somebody. Five on three and surrendered. And then it turned into a five yeah, on four, I maybe, mean, or something. But it was a shorthanded goal right. at the end. Like, what are we doing here? That First of all, they should abide by the Hippocratic Oath, which doctors take. Is it the Hippocratic Oath, Bob? Do no harm. Okay? Then we'll operate from there. Don't lose games. Then take Yager's advice, which is actually the same advice as every hockey person on earth, and just shoot the puck. And the problem is a net front presence. They don't have one. They don't have one who causes disruption. Who And, and playing up there is a combination of, of the brawn and toughness to do it plus the skill to deflect pucks, to know when to move in and out. You don't it's, think it's like an Jeff art Carter form. has that ability? No, it, it's an Not art anymore. form. It's better, an art. better than anyone on their roster. Maybe. I wouldn't mind using him there. With Gensel out, what are you going to do? Take Malkin off the power play. Yes. Okay? Take him off. Entirely? Yes. Well, put him on the second power play, but what's what's the point there? Have him and Gino, or have him and uh, Latang on the second power play. And just let's go here. And and what Yager said, they respect each other too much. Let Carlson run the thing and be Carlson. And I thought there was a little bit of that last night. What a beautiful pass to Sid. But let's just go. Let let let's let's loosen the reins a little bit. If you're Sully on a lot of your guys, and I know people will say, well, that's going to wind up in disaster. I read, by the way, the quote and heard Carlson after the game talking about the third period. And I thought if I translated it to what he really wanted to say, it was let us keep playing the game in the third period. What he really he did sa- say that, right. I he, thought the same thing. Yeah. He, he said trying to protect leads and not doing what they have to do. Carry the play to him is the best way to keep the puck out of your own zone. How about let the Penguins be themselves? It can't get any worse than this. They're painful to watch. I mean, at the very least in recent years, they score and they're fun. Well, they didn't score a lot last year, Bob. They were like 14th or 12th in scoring. They've lost their DNA. That's what they are. That's what they do. 2-1 is great. one nothing would have been great. That's not the Penguins. No, and you can't. a lot of people wanted to blame Jari late in the game. He made some really good saves to keep it one nothing for the, the longest guy. time. When you have opportunities to turn a one nothing game into a 2 nothing game on your power play, that's where the problem started and it, where it continues as turn they operate loose. the second worst power play in the NHL. Who would have thought we'd say that? It's embarrassing. As the, when you do the autopsy on their team, that's what's going to come out. Power play failure massive times. And last in the NHL in one-goal games. Last. Which leads to a very interesting situation. Kyle Dubas comes here as a new GM. He made some acquisitions. The biggest one was Carlson. Now the question is, what does he do with the trade deadline? If you go by what he did last year, Toronto, same kind of team, although they had more success, but they put the chips all in. They decided we're going to make, he made, I think, four or five trades. The biggest one was Ryan O'Reilly that he acquired, trying to take that team to another level. And in fact, fired and ended up costing him his job, I guess. Because he never never fixed the goaltending there. No. So he's here now. Um, what does he do with this trade deadline, knowing that Gensel's injured, knowing that his hands may be tied in terms of what he could get in return for a Jay Gensel trade? Or do you just say, we're bringing him back, we're going to sign him, we'll figure it out, and we're going to roll with the same characters we have next year, just trying to figure out if they can get in the playoffs and win one more time before this whole thing ages out? Did you steal my glasses, Bob? No, they're on your face. Oh, yeah. Um, here's the thing with Gensel, is that if he wants – $10, million a year. I'm not going there for a guy who's going to be 30. I'm not. And for a guy, by the way, who is unbelievably tough. I get it. 
But the body has taken a lot of punishment, including more this year. That's why he's not playing, last I checked, right? He's just – he, he, got, takes he a, got beat up there by yeah, he takes Mikko a ton of, Nikola, and right? nobody came to his aid except Crosby. Exactly. So his body takes a ton of punishment. Now, he's played 78 and 76 games the last two years. How much longer is he going to be able to hold up as a really good goal scorer? So you're asking me what he should do. Trade Gensel if Gensel's contract demands are too high. Uh, I still think he's going to be around, uh, going to be back right around the trade deadline. So I still think that's a viable. You'll get a viable return for him, and play for next year. What is a viable return? Um, you know, a, a top prospect See, would I, be a viable return. Or I don't even want number one picks anymore because well, I looked at last year. Someone who's knocking on the door, who's a really talented player. Or someone who's already in the league, like a regular hockey trade, if you can make that. Well, that's what I would prefer. Charlie, what about you? The reason why Dubas didn't work out in Toronto is because he kept doing the same thing over and over again. And I think he's kind of in the same situation here in Pittsburgh. If you extend Gensel, in three years, your core is a 39-year-old Sidney Crosby, a 40-year-old Evgeny Malkin, uh, a 36-year-old... Eric Carlson, 39-year-old Chris Chris Tang, and a 32, 33-year-old Jake Gensel. I think he's learned from Toronto, and I think Gensel should be dealt at the deadline and try to get youth into this, whatever you have here. Because I think the more important question is, what are the Pittsburgh Penguins right now and next next year and beyond? they They have a minor league system that's not producing much, and they need that to change. But you got to put – it's not like the Pirates several years ago. They needed to filter more people into their system and just hope some of them develop quicker. But, you know, there's a lesson to be learned about all this. And I remember back in the uh, Jerome Ginla days when they made all those trades. And, man, it looked like, man, the Penguins are stacked. That doesn't guarantee much. We saw that with Toronto last year with all the trades. Who is it with the Rangers? They got – Tarasenko at the trade deadline, and right? Patrick and, Kane. And Kane. And Kane. Kane. Yeah. But and I, everybody I, thought the Ranger, because of that, there and, and even Boston, they picked up Orlov and somebody. Who's the guy from uh, Detroit? The, uh, the winger. Bertuzzi. Bertuzzi. Tyler Bertuzzi. They got eliminated in the first round. Putting all your chips in the middle doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win. It, of course it not. It might only, help. Only, it may backfire. Only one team does, but if I believe my team has a real chance, I'm going for it. I love the Aginla all-in philosophy. But then they – Watch kind of how yeah, he played did. and where he played. But, and... but you only do that if your team actually has a chance, like mm-hmm. a real chance. And I don't think I don't think anybody in hockey thinks the Penguins do. Do you? No, that was my next question. They're seven points out of a wild card, still ten points behind the Flyers for third place. You can think the Flyers are going to falter all you want. But to make up ten points with 29 games left and jump over five teams in terms of all the – Well, know, to people, get a wild card, what is it, seven? Seven. Yeah. Seven, but there are four teams before them to get to seven. Right. You think all those four teams are just going to pe- just part ways and say, okay, Penguins get no, hot. No, I still can't Because they have the Islanders and the Flyers this week. Right. I still Canadians. can't believe the Devils don't have a goalie. I can't believe that Tom Fitzgerald is just letting this thing play. They have to get a goalie, and if they do, then they're going to be in. If you got an offer for Tristan Jari, would you take it? Hmm. That's an interesting idea, If you Bob. believe that Nadalkovich could be – he's still young enough. He could be your – I'm just I'm bringing it up only because he's under contract. Teams need somebody like that, and if you I'd don't have it, something, yeah. how much can you get in return? I'd think about it. That would be very interesting. I hadn't thought about that until you just said it. 
But your question was, are they going to make it? No, they have games in hand, but they only help you if you win. Like if you're seven points back. And well, like have, yesterday was a perfect example. Right. That team had just lost to Buffalo 7 nothing last week, the Kings. Then they well, they had just beaten Boston. I understand that, before. but they lost They're seven. They're a good team. They are. But, but when the other guys have played against Boston the day before, you got to win that game. I'm sorry. You have to win that game under any circumstances. How many leads are they going to blow? No, because they're not going to make up their games in hand. They're not going to make the playoffs, I don't think, at this point. Do you, Nelly? I do not either. And I think now's the time you start trying to decide what are you going to do with your pending UFAs like Gensel. Nadelkovic is a is a free agent after this season. But he's only like 27. He's and he was once with Carolina, I thought, going to be their backstop for a lot of years. And then he fell apart. I know so he fell apart, but right any now, goaltender can fall apart. With <laughs> the goaltending market the way it is, I think you can get something for Nadelkovic. Yeah, what about trading or maybe him? him? Maybe him. What my point is, you got to think outside the box here because you're not going to be able to move any of these guys you have up front. There's not much you can get for them. Uh, the ones who don't have no trade clauses. All right, let's uh, let's move which on. Is not many people. You put out a way. poll, which I thought was interesting. Which Steeler quarterback or quarterback? We would can't you do want that to... yet. Bob, Why? Because that's a topic later in the show. Okay, I retract <laughs> that. Thank you very much, Counselor, and I will. <laughs> I object to your objection. <laughs> even though I don't object to it. All right, let's move on to Henry Davis then, because oh, that is a topic. Oh, boy. And Henry Davis and is a guy. number one overall draft pick who may not have a position to play here in Pittsburgh. There, there are thoughts that he could end up in AAA. And, and listen, if, if it would help him, but the, my question would be then, why did it take so long for them to realize that he's not he, an everyday catcher? They drafted him to be that. When Rodriguez got injured, they said he would do it, but yet last year he got two innings all year to be a catcher. Exactly. What are they doing? They want to make this guy into a catcher at age 24. He turns 25 this season. 25! It's too late to send him down to AAA to learn the catching trade. You drafted him number one overall. What are you doing? Can he hit? That's the only thing I care about. He better. If he hits... He can leave his glove in the car. Right. You can just be a DH or play in the outfield or wherever you want to put him once in a while. He's got to be a big-time hitter. You drafted him number one overall. At this point, I don't care about the catching. Have somebody else come in. They already do. Grandal, have him be your catcher. The human rain delay. I don't give a crap. Andy Rodriguez is going to be your future catcher anyway. Just hit. And if he doesn't hit, wow, is this going to look like a bust in an awful hurry. And if he does hit in spring training – and they still send him down? You're going to have to stop the mobs from getting to PNC Park, Bob. Well, I agree. Charlie, I, I don't know that he – but I, I just think it's a failure in uh, last year, for example. They, they had an opportunity to do more with him then. If they were going to – if you know, alternate. Give him a chance to play. See what he can do if you're going to do that. Didn't feels, he spend – It feels didn't too he spend late. Like, I, okay, but – Unless it he, also uh, feels too late for him to become a regular outfielder. Are you sure he can handle it? Is he good out there? No. You know, is he well, gonna... why didn't he spend this whole offseason learning right field? Just do something. Make a decision. Because the other thing about catching, it's an unbelievable physical toll, mental toll with all the prep work. This is a disaster, Bob. Yeah, and if he can't, if, well, if he hit, it won't be a disaster. If he hits, they'll find a way. The DH has made that possible. Right. Today. And you would DH him over Andrew McCutcheon most nights if that's the case, or you play him once in a while in the outfield to get him in with McCutcheon as your DH. Nelly, Charlie, I mean I agree. I'm looking at the 
the other guys who have been drafted or who were drafted after him in 2021. And there are some names that are supposed to be making an impact either this year or next year. And the guy right after him was a pitcher, Jack Leiter. I mean, to have somebody, it's like if you drafted a quarterback and then after a couple months said, you know what, I would think you'd be better as a, as a, as a tight end. It it just doesn't make sense. If you one one is not something that you can mess up. They still need a pitcher, uh, regardless of what they brought in. They still need somebody else. Who should that somebody else be, Joe Starkey? Because there are names out there still available in free agency. People always laugh at this one. I suggest the Pirates still could afford to bring in Blake Snell if they wanted to. I don't know why people laugh at that. I mean, they're, because they're, they're payroll, conditioned. They're, they're conditioned to laugh at. Yeah, it. you're right about that. Their payroll would still be incredibly low. Yeah, and even if it's a shorter term, if he wants, if he can't get the job he wants, now I see the Yankees maybe sniffing around. Uh, and I, I don't be know that he would want to come here, but that's not the question, right? The question is, if he can't get an offer that he likes, and you can move in and give him something that represents twenty to twenty-five million a year for one or two years, what's the harm? Or three or four? Um, there is none. If it's if Edward Cabrera goes to the Brewers. And if and I were, if a, if I were a Pirate fan, I would be unbelievably livid if that happens, as some are speculating. That means they would have gotten the the best starting pitcher in this offseason compared to the Pirates, the best for, the better first baseman, Hoskins compared to Rowdy, and what's the and the better catcher. Yeah. They got Sanchez. These guys are gonna go with Ali Sanchez, not the right <laughs> one. The human rain delay, Grundahl. And Hank Davis, Hammer and Hank. And it's interesting. I don't think Hank Davis is still listed as a catcher on their roster, on their official roster. Shelty's on the record as saying Grandal will catch. Then we're going to have a competition. They're going to have a competition between the number one overall pick, Ali Sanchez, and the human rain delay. That's that's the the state we're in here. I suppose. Nelly, All right, Nelly. Squeeze into you never let oh, Nelly no, answer that, Bob. Uh, I'm looking at the remaining free agent list right now. How about um, Cody Bellinger? Why not even consider him? Yeah, but you said pitcher. I know pitcher, but I'm just saying I'm I'm in the the spend money mode right now, and there there are bargains to be had. I think. Speaking of the Brewers, did just bring back Brandon Woodruff, um, even though he's hurt, but that's still another arm for mm -hmm. them for the future. What do you think about uh, Snell? It would I would prefer him, very much so. But we're expect we want Blake Snell. We're probably gonna we're probably gonna get Hinjin Ryu. Somebody who's 35, 38. In you that want Blake range. Snell, you're going to get Ian Snell at 39 years old. <laughs> All right, Bob. Wait, I'm not done. Oh. Rick Patino, you brought this up. Do you want me to save it? You have to save that, too. You okay. should have checked with me All before right. your show. There was a, there was a uh, topic here that I made you aware of about the NBA. Will we see a 100 point score ever? Will Chamberlain the last to do it? Absolutely. You think absolutely? Yes. We, we had an 80 point. I get it. We've yeah. had 70 points. I get it. Do you yeah. know how much it takes for someone to get 100 points? For how many shots yeah, you have but to the, take? But the point is, pun intended, that NBA scoring has gone bonkers. The Warriors had a game the other night where they led 84-71 to 71 at the half. I understand. So if a guy can get to 80 in this environment, then any Luka Doncic is a candidate. Steph Curry would still be a candidate. Embiid is surely a candidate. Jokic, if he wanted to, if Jokic wanted to on a given night against a crap team, he could score 100. 
By yes. the way, um, you think so, Charlie? Yes or no? Have you guys point. either ever heard of a guy named Cam Thomas? Yeah. Yes. From the Brooklyn Nets. Mm-hmm. He averages about 20 shots a game. So most people don't know who he is. And if he's averaging 20 shots a game, I think we're going to get it. Get okay. there at there are some teams point. Are, team, it's the highest scoring in the NBA in 50 years. And, and yet only 180 game, 180 point. You, you think to, in order but to get – a bunch tw- of 50, 60, right, a couple you, of 70s. You still got to get 40 more points on top of that if you I have know. 50. Well, only 20 if you have 80. But that took how many shots to get 80, and you got to be proficient at all those shots. I just think it's very unusual – to get that many shots and to make that many in a game. I just I still well, find that to be unusual. very more than unusual. It's almost unheard of. But you ask me, could it happen? Will it happen? I think somebody in the NBA in the near future is going to equal Wilt. I do. All I, right. If I had to pick one guy, it would be Doncic. Isn't he the guy who had the 70-pointer? Yeah, but he doesn't shoot that much. He, he passes the ball. He's one of the best passing big men. He prefers passing it, so he won't do it. He'll pass up his own opportunity. That's what I'm saying. It's going to take somebody like Dame Lillard to do it. It's going to take someone like... Curry, even though I don't know, the, you know, you have to shoot the ball 50 times and you're going to have to make 30 of them. That's just yeah, an awful yeah. lot the, of in shooting. In the game where he had 73 points, Doncic was 25 of 33 from the field, right. 8 of 13 from three-point range, and 15 of 16 free throws. And he still was 20 points shy. Yeah. And he also, just, came, he also came out of the game. No, he didn't. With 258 remaining, he made a three-point play. You're asking me, is it possible? Yes, Bob, it's possible. I, in fact, I, you're, you're, what did you ask me? Will it happen? Will it happen? Yes, it will. Okay, I disagree. All it takes Nelly? is one good night. I think it will happen one okay. day. Okay, one Nelly other thing. Cam Thomas One other thing, and, and like, I've been on this team, and I like this. I watch this team, and I, I wish teams would do more of this. Yes. Who's your best team in the NBA? And I'll tell you mine after you think about it, because mine won't be what yours is. And the best team I've seen this year is the Celtics. Wrong. <laughs> Charlie? Minnesota. Eh, wrong. Oklahoma City, baby. They're not only going to win the West, they're going to win the NBA championship. Shy, maybe Everyone wants to talk about Vic- Victor Wembanyama. Check out Chet Holmgren, what he's been able to do. And Shea Gilgis-Alexander is, is an MVP, MVP candidate. But also, they've used all the number one picks they've qu- acquired. They made a ton of trades. And they've put them into use. And they've developed into a really, really good team. One that I think is capable of adjusting any style of play you want. Golden State's going to upset them in no, the they're first not. round. No, they're not. Thank Golden you, State's Bob. too old. That's today's showdown. I'm being cut off right at the pass. It's a t- 12-33. It was a great showdown, except for you trying to steal two topics. Well, I didn't know if you were ever going to get to them. I will. We may not have time. <laughs> what were they? <laughs> I, oh, it was Patino. Patino, number one, but we wanted to go through lists. Oh, no, list? yes. That's what I want to do. Let, let's listen to Patino next. Why don't we do that? That's going to be pretty good. He absolutely shredded his own By team. name. You don't yeah. see that often. Let's talk about that coming up next here. Um, fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia and Peters Township. Visit them online at southhillskia.net. Fan text line brought to you by Edgar Steiner and Associates Personal Injury Law Firm, where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. And Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman brings us the time, which is 1233. It's time to call them. Why pay 40% when you can pay 25%? Call 888-98-TWINS. And finally, you can listen to Joe every Wednesday to hear about Starkey's Card of the Week from the baseball card cast. It's on here. No, I'm reading the teleprompter. 
I'm, I'm, oh, I can't he always did. I because it's get back on the mic and I'll explain this before you in, excoriate me here. And that's the second time I've used this that word. Turn the mic on. Don. It's on. Look, what does it say here? I know what it says. You adjust. Yeah, I You're just talking read about it. yourself. I every time I've ever read that I was cooking Joe. So I, I'm reading as uh, as I go along here, and it just said Joe. Bob, the copy's good. I'm reading what the copy I'm just was. Saying. Now clearly I could sh- should have and hey, listen to me. Converted hey, it I'll to have me. A, no, listen to Joe because this is the Joe show. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Joe. Very kind. Um, where was I? Where am I? I think I think we're good. Listen to me every Wednesday to hear about Starkey's card of the week from the Baseball Card Castle and Cranberry contest run every Wednesday through Friday at noon at the 937thefan.com contesting page. Nelly! Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, we got on Pat Narduzzi when he kind of sort of threw his team under the bus. He felt compelled to issue an apology. But that was a compliment. That was that was like a tribute speech compared to what Rick Pitino did. I don't know that I've ever, ever heard anything like this from a college coach individualizing players. I'm not sure that we're going to get that portion of the clip here, Bob, but we'll get enough of it to get an idea of the level of vitriol here that Rick Pitino showed for his own team. I mean, this was phenomenal. You ready to hear this? Yes, I ready. I heard it yesterday, and I was stunned that he would do it. I've never heard it from a college coach, so let's get a little taste of it here. This is St. John's, of course, he coaches. I think they're unathletic. I don't think they move well laterally. I don't think they're going to pick it up in the next week. Um, I think they're slow laterally. I mean, Sean Conway gives you everything he can. He's slow laterally. About five guys are slow laterally. Even, even the Celtics, when we lost... I've enjoyed every minute being a Boston Celtic coach. Didn't like the fact that we lost in that following year, but this has been the most unenjoyable experience I've had since I've been coaching. you have any second thoughts of taking this job? No, not at all. It's not St. John's. <laughs> it's my team. I think they're very respectful. 
they hear but they don't listen. <laughs> it, it's taken me a month to get them to throw bounce passes. Actually, two months to throw bounce passes. Just thinking of getting ready for Georgetown because Georgetown could definitely beat us. I'm not even thinking of the future at all. I'm just thinking of the next game and the next game and the next game, and that's it. Fin uh, just try to get as many wins as you possibly can and represent St. John's in the best fashion you can. Do you know how bad Georgetown is? They're bad. They Are won't they? beat them. What about this idea of calling out players? And that was just part of it. I mean, he, he called out guys individually as, well, you heard that part, slow laterally, basically playing this guy's slow, this guy's slow. Uh, he just ripped, shredded his team. What did you make of it, Bob? Well, to do it by name, let's, let's put it this way. Number one, his entire team is transfer portals, which he brought in. He brought these guys in. I know what he's trying to do. He's trying to wake them up and play because they're better than what they've shown recently. But that's a dangerous slope, I think, to, to go down. When you start calling guys out, you may not get the kind of response. And if you don't, maybe they don't, they're not, they don't belong there. They'll leave after one year. He could retool it. But He uh, said we are so non-athletic that we cannot guard anyone without fouling. And he said of Brady Dunlap, no relation to Colin, 6'7", 190. He said the freshman forward needs to strengthen up in the gym after calling him physically weak. <laughs> this is a college coach. He's not, uh, you know, shying away from the truth. That that is the truth. If you watch their team play, he is and he needs that. But normally, those are things you hear behind closed doors. You don't see guys come out and do it uh, because it could have a backward effect on you. You may think it's inspiring them or or getting them angry so that they work harder or do more things, but it could go the other way also. Well, here's the other thing that does it change for you the fact that there's NIL, the fact that there's the transfer, basically free agency? To me, college sports is more pro sports than ever. But I still can't, like, I've always been careful about ripping college players compared to pro players either on the radio or in print. doesn't mean I won't criticize them, but definitely not to the level I would a pro player. But, I mean, we are getting to the point, like, I remember saying and writing last year, everybody was up in arms over Dion cutting players. It's pro sports. You want free agency? You got it. You want to get paid? You got that. Guess what? You can get cut in pro sports. This is pro sports. You can also get ripped to shreds by your coach. Although, even in the pros, do you ever hear a pro coach calling out a players no. by name like that? I Multiple? think most of them are very careful, like Mike Sullen, for example. I'm sure he's frustrated at times with a lot of things that go on, but he doesn't tell you specifically what they are. He'll speak in general term con, and I think that's probably the right way to handle things. Um, but you're right. I mean, these guys are making money now, and they can leave if they want because they don't like what you're saying, and if they don't like what you're saying, then good, leave. Half of them left somewhere to get there. Same with everywhere. And no. it was it was Narduzzi who said, uh, you know what, we need better players, something like that this year. That seems very... Very uh, lukewarm luke compared <laughs> to this. Yeah. I've never heard it. And I guess in the end, he's deep into I don't give a blank anymore at 71 years I, old. I think that plays a part in it, too. It's like when, you're that, when you've been around the block as much as he has, his age, he probably says, you know what, I'll say what I want to say. And if you don't like it, leave. Well, I would say to him, if he doesn't like it, leave. You know, if he's that, if he, if, if this wasn't a complete act and he's that miserable and even his uh, failed stint in Boston was more enjoyable than this and he hates it so much, then get out of the game, right? Yeah, exactly. 
to your point. But he, but I think he's doing it for not for that. I think he's doing it because he wants to light a fire, and this is his way of doing it. I don't think it's a good way to light a fire. But to your point, Joe, about how it's free, it's pretty much free agency, and how yeah. you can get cut. Isn't Patino the one who brought in these guys that he's now destroying? Yeah. Although he said, if you listen to the whole clip, he said, ah, I pretty much had no time but to bring in this team. We, we didn't have enough time to build it. I knew we weren't going to be any good. Basically intimating that I just had to take the first guy that was available every time, and we're going to redo this thing next year. That's kind of what he said mm-hmm. when I have more time. It's kind of what Dion said when he came in there. In other words, leave, I'm bringing my Louis Vuitton luggage in, and you're not part of it. Right. It's I, I you know I didn't like that tone and I didn't I don't like this tone either. I don't think those players should be thrown into that situation. After all, he's the guy who recruited them to come there. So he should have if you're gonna criticize them for being unathletic and not then right. you criticize yourself and because that was you an saw Arduzzi something criticism. Yeah. You're right. I, I I'm just I, when you're a coach like that, you're you're sort of in the battle with these kids. You know what I mean? And I don't know that publicly shredding them by name is the right thing to do here. I, I, I don't think it is. I have never thought that. And regardless of the changes in college sports, I still don't. Yeah. That's my bottom line take here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nelly? I, I, don't, I just don't like Patino. Yeah, no, that's the other and, thing. Yeah, yeah. that's... That's on me. He's become an unlikable character he over is. the years, right? He says it's uh, unenjoyable. I'm sure it's unenjoyable for those who are watching him, too. He came off the wrong way when he came to Iona when I was there. Did he? Yeah. What no. do you mean? Did he coach? He coached there for a couple he of did. years, right? When uh, one of my good friends, he was the assistant. He was like the, the graduate assistant. Ah, and now we can get some dirt from Nelly, can't we, Bob? What did he say about Patino on a day-to-day basis? Well, that's the thing. When Patino came in, he was the graduate assistant for the previous coach. And when Patino came in, he said that he would set up the interview and we'll see what we can do about keeping you. And from what I was told, the interview was five minutes of Patino telling him all of the trophies he's won and that we'll get back to you. And then like the next day, he was told that he was no longer needed. And then he had to drop out of the program. Eh, I don't blame him for that. Do you, Bob? No, I, I would do the same thing. I don't think Nelly <laughs> likes our answer there. No, it's fine, but to no, say... No, I hear you. I hear you. What? We'll set up the interview and, and then just not yell- to even get to know... I'm not even going to say his name, but he was uh, he is a great guy. Yeah. And the, all the players loved him. But to say that, yeah, we're going to set up an interview and then five minutes of me telling you all of my accolades and not even... No, I hear you. I, I'm, I, am not a, I am not a Patino fan either. One of my favorite stories I did, I told Ron this story a couple weeks ago, as a matter of fact. Patino sat behind the pit bench during the Big East tournament, Mm -hmm. clearly in an effort to intimidate them. Like, can you imagine Calhoun sitting behind the Syracuse bench two rows? Mm -hmm. He did that. Nobody thought anybody would ask about it. And guess who asked about it, Bob? The savvy old news. The savvy old news, because you're always looking to be that guy. (laughs) I had to ask Patino about it. He was dumbfounded, and then I asked Jamie. I remember. I re- actually remember that. Yeah? I do remember that, and I remember all the back and forth of that. Yes, and I asked Jamie about it. Because you get Patino it. going, man. He, right. he loses it quickly. He thought I was nuts, but Jamie knew I was right in the truth because Jamie laughed about it, and he said, oh, we're good friends. And I said, oh, okay, so you're good friends to the point where an opposing coach sits behind your two rows behind your bench during a game? 
when he knows he's playing you the next night? I don't know about that one, but it was fun. That was the Big East tournament. Everybody hated each other, Bob. Oh Same boy, as in they radio. Did. They did. They hated each other. It was That's what made it really juicy to cover. I loved it. I used it. to love it. Back in the old Fitzgerald Fieldhouse days when some of those teams came in, do you remember the John Thompson took his guys off the court game? Of course I do. That yes. was like – but but it was actually a good moment for Pitt and that they were finally to the point where they had enough and they weren't going to take all the physical abuse that that team was dishing out. So they responded. Bob, we have treats galore next. I put out a Twitter poll on Fields, Rudolph, or Pickett. Over 1,000 people have weighed in, and I think the results are extremely telling and may negate some narratives out there. I also have, as you'll see here, a fifth, not a fifth grade, a my five-year-old report card from the Anglo-American school in Stockholm. Did you know I lived in Sweden for a year? No, I didn't know that. Yes, I did. Oh, my goodness. This, and it, the Do thing you remember is in, much about it? Yeah. Well, I remember I quit. I dropped out. That was the first five-year-old <laughs> dropout. I got into an incident. Um <laughs> This is the school year 70-71, Bob. Wow. Look at that, and it's in pristine shape. My really wife is. and I cleaned out the house this weekend, and I turned up this thing, and I want you to read in your best Bob Pompiani voice uh, some of the some of The, the comments of the teacher? Yeah, the observations okay. of the teachers. Of little Joe Starkey. And look, it's written practically in calligraphy here. Look at the writing. Yeah, that's when everybody took it seriously. Now right. nobody does any of this. No. You barely even have report cards anymore. The 7th of June, 1971, a five-year-old budding newshounds report card. We'll let Bob Pompiani read a couple of entries next. I'd like next, to do it. And we'll talk about Pickett, Fields, and Rudolph and this very telling Twitter poll. At least I thought it was. We'll see if you agree, Bob. Uh, the 50-minute mark on the fan brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Jeep Dodge Route 19 in Peters Township, celebrating 50 years in the South Hills, Sullivan Super Service Fan Hotline, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for 50 years. So, yes, all of that coming up. And I'll give you a choice, Bob. I mentioned last night to you when we did the showdown, which did wonderful last night, didn't it? Yes, really good ratings. And I attribute Not it all to you of, because yeah. you've lost weight. Right. And it wasn't because of Malsey, your... and it wasn't because of Cabal. <laughs> it was because of you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I told you we were going to make some lists today, maybe draft some teams. So I'll give you a choice because time is running out. Would you rather pick the 10 greatest Penguins of all time or your all 21st century Pitt basketball team? It's entirely up to you. Um, I mean, tough choices all the way through. So why don't we go to Pitt? Let's we haven't Pitt. done it. We've done Penguins yeah, before, I think. We'll do so. Pitt. We'll draft our own teams uh, in the 1 o'clock hour. Okay. All right. Sun Chevrolet, fan weather. Check out special financing for qualified buyers on new Silverado 1500 trucks. Sunny throughout the day. Very appropriate with Sun Chevy and a high of 41. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.